everyone, this is Brad from UFP. The following episode is about Oklahoma medical marijuana, and I just wanted to let you know before we uh, let you listen to that episode, we've got a little bit of Senator James Lankford and his bedroom voice, and he's going to tell us how he feels about state question 788 before it actually passed last year in Oklahoma. And also, we talk about some different things that we may or may not fully know about. So if you want to help fill in the holes or you have some suggestions or corrections or just things you want to answer some questions that we might have, uh, send us a line. It's podcast at gmail.com. It's as easy as that. If you want to find us on Facebook or Twitter, we've got that as well. And thanks for listening. Our workplaces won't be safer or more productive if more people smoke more marijuana. Our families won't be better if more parents and grandparents smoke more marijuana. Our schools won't be more successful if only more university students are smoking more marijuana. 788's being sold to the state is something to help for medical reasons, but it was written very specifically for recreational access to marijuana. Let's not buy into that, Oklahomans. I'd encourage you to vote no on state question 788. What up, everybody? This is the Unidentified Flying Podcast, and it's a little different here this time because Drew's not here, but uh, I'm sitting here with UFP's own medical marijuana correspondent, Will. Will, how are you doing? Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a blessed day. You throwing some uh, Chick-fil-A out at us? Have Have a blessed time. Hello. We're going to talk uh, some medical marijuana here, especially in the state of Oklahoma, since it's a new thing. I'm sure you're happy about that, Will. Very. (laughs) Very. Very much so. So what do you think uh, we should talk about regarding this subject? Because um, everything I see about it, it's a lot of, uh, you know, like everything you need to know 101 type of stuff. Like, how does this all work? Like pot for beginners tutorials, for begin- kind yeah, of in thing. A way. Yeah, I see a lot of that. Ever been around like, it, you know. and it's not really just pot for beginners. It's um, navigating the landscape of the Oklahoma medical marijuana stuff. Like, how do you get your card? Yeah, how do you get your, uh, how do you get your card? How does that even work? What are the rules for it? Okay, so my understanding is the bill or measure that was voted on by the people, which was seven eighty eight. It has very uh, open guidelines about qualifying conditions. Basically, it's at the discretion of the prescribing doctor what conditions qualify or could be treated by medical marijuana. So if a person feels that that's something that's helpful to them, they can go to a recommended physician in order to try to acquire a recommendation to get medical marijuana. So in a sense, the impetus or the, the necessity to go seek out a specific treatment lies in the side of the patient. It's not like you're going to go to your regular doctor one day and they're going to write you a prescription for marijuana because it's been a clandestine thing in our in our local culture here for so long. So the patient needs to go out and find a physician that's basically willing to write them a recommendation in order to acquire their medical marijuana license and be legal in the state of Oklahoma. So it's almost like they're seeking it out. We, we kind of talked about this before the podcast, but uh, like... They're, especially if you're like a critic of this, that's something you can't really wrap your head around. Like they think the process is completely backwards. 
you have a problem that requires marijuana, and only since a doctor says so, then they can give you permission to go, okay, you can go ahead and then use the marijuana for said problem. And so, th- so that's why they, you know, they jump on people a lot where they see, you know, they're getting caught for having marijuana, but they say, oh, I need to get a car. And they're like, ha, 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 see, what, what is this? You know, they're going out searching for drugs, basically. You Not that I agree with that, but I'm just saying, like, that seems to be the misconception of, like, what it's actually for. You know, and, or I'm, you know, I'll, I'll to put it in a, you know, a, a political slogan oh it's not medical oh okay you're talking about yeah well honestly i'm not in a position to convince anyone who has already convinced themselves of their beliefs that's that's up to you if you think marijuana is an evil drug that has absolutely no benefits you know i would disagree and say sure you know check check out some stuff go educate yourself but yeah i would agree as well in my personal opinion i think it is solving two problems at the same time. It's advertised as a medical marijuana bill, which it is. It's providing something that is used as medicine. It has a real medical application. And that's one of the arguments that it is unconstitutionally outlawed or overly restricted is because I believe there's a certain element in our constitution that says no substance can be restricted as long as it has like a reasonable medical application, which I think in the modern times anyone could prove. It's pretty broad. It's, It's like you could treat all sorts of different issues with this relatively innocuous substance if we want to get into the morality of 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 drugs and which ones are heavier softer you know because that's a that's a whole part of what's how it's stigmatized but i mean look at opioids right we're we're right here in oklahoma where the freaking the opioid trials are going on right now like the state is suing several opioid companies for pumping all this stuff out and getting so many people addicted and so I think the other big part, besides the actual valid medical applications to marijuana, is destigmatizing soft drugs, people, something people use recreationally, because the war on drugs was not a good solution for our society. You know, keep violent people off the street, keep people who are doing really bad stuff off the street, but people who are using soft drugs don't need to go away behind bars for decades and decades. That's that's detrimental to our society, and I think a big deal with this whole medical marijuana movement is it's a a populist negation of a failed war on drugs and our entire incarceration system pharmaceuticals all of it it's rejection it is it's an alternative in many ways to opioids for for chronic pain i mean i'm not a doctor but do some reading (laughs) yeah i'll give you an example um i won't name any names just to protect people and plus you know it might be people i know but you know no one that Some, you know. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, say, talking about the, the stigmatization, this is someone who, you know, you know, all drugs are bad, uh, they've always been bad, and they've never tried them themselves type of person. Yeah. You know, it might, might lean towards, towards the older demographic, yeah, okay. <laughs> just to put it nicely. Um, they kind of relate the two together. Like, oh, now everyone's got medical marijuana, and, you know, we're already having these opioid trials uh oh that there those two things are actually related yeah hand well in it's, hand. Just gonna, it's just gonna it's gonna turn into that problem. that's gonna be the new that's ah. gonna be the new problem oh now everyone's on pot which you know that's there might be problems and, and things of that sort which but, you're right i mean it is it, it i i wouldn't say that marijuana is non-habit forming yeah i think yeah, it can very much be habit forming 
But if you stop taking it, you're not going to go through withdrawals and die. And the amount of people who have overdosed on marijuana and died in the history of ever is like zero. So compare that to how many people died from heroin and opioid overdoses in maybe the last week in the United States. And it's, there's no contest, which is safer at the end of the day for people. There's no question in that regard. Uh, go through the bit of the process, like how does it work? You say you already got your card. You kind of already talked about like, hey, you got to go get a prescription from a doctor. Got to get the recommendation you know. from the doctor, and yeah. then you uh, send it into the state, and the state reviews it and approves it and sends you your card. Or if they don't, they deny it. You can also have a chance to fix any errors they may have found in your application, and then send it back in. Okay. So that's the whole process of you know getting the card. You get it through the mail. Yeah, you get that. your doctor's recommendation. Yeah, sure. Then you fill out your form and you send it in to the state. But now you've got it. You're walking through the door. You have your yeah. You've got your card. Wherever you can go, and I guess uh, that's that's the thing, man. There's just like dispensaries everywhere now, and yeah, I don't <laughs> think everywhere. you know that's it's a crazy. that's a big question now. Is like how many of them are gonna like make it? You know, how many gonna be there next year? I think I read Five an article somewhere that said like something like the half of all of Oregon's dispensaries that opened in the first year, maybe it was of recreational or medical. I don't quite remember. I need to check it out. Yeah. But half of all of them that opened up closed within the first year. So it was like this huge bubble. Business. Yeah. Everybody wanted to get in and it the bubble just popped. And here in Oklahoma, we're in an interesting position because within the first year of medical, we have had more licenses approved for both cultivators, businesses, and patient licenses, which we're just talking about, than Colorado or Oregon did in three years of recreational. So in terms of how many people, how many Oklahomans are going out and starting up cannabis-based businesses or going out and getting their cannabis cards, it's like exponentially larger how or faster how much quicker we've been doing it here. So I would expect to see an even greater implosion of this bubble at some point so <laughs> we're all we're all fortune telling in this you know yeah. really because yeah, it's yeah. like it's so uh, uncharted territory yeah especially well talking about oregon like uh one of one of the things i've heard about them is they were growing a lot and or uh, by they i mean just regular people because like here what, what's the rules patients here? were yeah, pati patients were you can grow how many plants? What's the rules with on on that in Oklahoma? So under 788, it is six mature plants per patient and six uh, seedling, small cutting sized plants. So up to 12 plants per patient, but the ones that are actually able to produce uh, flower are six plants at a time. I don't I don't know what uh, Oregon's rules are, but they were having the problem of like so many. Uh, just regular people, regular patients were growing and they were just able to supply enough themselves that they their own go, you know, you don't need to go to the dispensary as much if you've got, you know, you're growing yeah. it for yourself. So well, if it's that's another thing yeah. to think about with the bubble, like, or, or just what will happen how much with people's us. Own like how, much are, to how much is Oklahoma going to it? Are we all going to grow a lot? Is it, is it going to matter? We have a longer growing season than Oregon does. I think, that's I mean, I could be wrong. I know they have like, uh, temperate rainforests up there so maybe they have just as long a growing season in some respects but i would expect we have a much longer growing season due to our latitude that's, that's something to point out um but yeah back to uh like okay you like you got your card you're walking through the door and you can go are they all usually the same 
like just how the it's just the dispensaries. Uh, the that dispensaries, about? like the, yeah. Um, so you go in when but no, when I first got my card, I think I went into my first dispensary in like February, um, and the selection was very limited because under the rules, it's only products that are produced in Oklahoma with cannabis that was grown here in Oklahoma. So, so they can't they can't even get out of state weed and sell no, it. No, it's not okay. it's not legal to ship it back and forth across okay, state. That was lines. another worry. It has I to heard. be grown like, in Oklahoma oh, sure buy... and sold in Oklahoma dispensaries through a licensed. Yeah, dispensary. they're like, oh, make sure you buy, uh, you know, domestic. Yeah, <laughs> like it was coming from Mexico. I'm like, I don't think it's coming from Mexico. Well, one I, I, concern I know, is, so. or some, a lot of these businesses are, in a way, like a chain business that has investors from out of state who have taken their business model that works in Colorado or California or another legal recreational Money. or medicinal yeah, sure. state, and they're saying, okay, here, buy into the franchise. Which I know there's several brands like Smokies, which is uh, is a a cannabis edible is a brand that is like won a bunch of awards. I'm not sure. I think out in California or somewhere, but these brands are already here in Oklahoma, even though the rules say no out of state stuff, they're producing it locally. They were, they were already established yeah. somewhere else. But plus there's, you know, people here. But the weeds up. grown here sure. in Oklahoma. Okay. But they're all the same. You go in, do you have to like, you know, well, at the beginning, like scan back in, your card, or how does this all? You just you gotta. It's just like an ID, like like okay, cool, it works. Yeah. Well, let me start in the beginning. Uh, back in February, when I first got my card going in, the selection was very limited because there wasn't any supply. All the cultivators had started very recently, and so there's just a few products you could choose from. But it's improved a lot, and now there's a ton of different products in the in the stores. And as we know, everyone's seen on the street corner. There's dispensaries everywhere, so selection has really improved. But you go in. You've got your card that the state sent to you. Take it into the dispensary. They scan it. They've got your information down in their system because all this is tracked electronically. So they do scan it? Yeah, they okay. scan it. So they have like a register of the patient. Okay. Um, and this is all tracked data. by our state government. Yeah. Just saying. And like, it's a little can... weary to me. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's really cool that, you know, you can get medical marijuana and and do the whole process and, and do what you're about to describe. Just go in and to a dispensary but it's also like they're also i got your name down i'm just saying i had to be the weirdo about it like i don't know yeah well you're in the system yeah sure but you're in the system okay but anyway when you go into a liquor store and you buy alcohol you show them your state issued driver's license yeah but they don't scan it true it's a little less regulated in certain respects in colorado the the approval for the recreational law was based around treating marijuana just the same way as alcohol is already treated. Sure. And so it's like, basically, we're going to use these same premises to govern it. But even if you go to a dispensary there with a medical card, they're going to check your medical card, though you also have the option as a legal adult just to walk into a recreational dispensary and show them your driver's license. So it is, it's under recreate in recreational states, it's obviously a lot more relaxed than a medicinal state. Okay. Um, but anyway, you go about describing yeah you go and you can check out the products um there's a lot of just all sorts of different oils and you can buy the actual flower that is pot itself uh you can buy extracts like what people would call hash there's different kinds of oils uh that you can vaporize and stuff there's all different kinds of edibles so vape pens like are baked big. goods and, and things that already have thc and, and other cannabinoids uh infused in them and all kinds of different things like that it just kind of depends on the place you go to that has what. 
they might have more most i didn't like i haven't more. been to a ton of places but most of them have a kind of just a general selection of different stuff yeah. there's, there's even like beverages now i saw one place uh that had it was like a cbd cold brew coffee nitro caffeinated <laughs> crazy i don't know <laughs> it looked kind of good i, I didn't yeah. buy it but it looked interesting it looked you wanted to try it i kind of i would try it you, you would try it and be like this is not not I love caffeine, so well, that's true. I, I, I could probably get into that, um, but there's just like there's a there's a huge amount of shit you can buy. I'm sure. Yeah. Like I said, it yeah I, somebody go. showed me a bath bomb the yeah. other day. I have no idea yeah. why you'd want to put I THC wonder... in your bath water, but some somebody's doing it, I guess. Does that work? I, I have just, no idea. Uh, I don't no know idea either. Yeah, I've never done that. Maybe. Um, I'm sure there's probably a difference between, like, say, a dispensary and. Oklahoma City, like in a metro area, but there's there's ones out in small towns, right? In yeah, Oklahoma, you know? yeah. So uh, I've driven through there. a lot. Of small, it seems like a lot of the small towns at least have one. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like you know the only one, you know, especially me being from a small town out there in the middle of nowhere, it's like, you know, it's there, but it's like, is it as good as certain other places? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think obviously it's going to vary from place sure. to just like a restaurant or anything else. Sure. Who's got the good stuff and that's, that's a good deals. That's a that's a thing I wanted to talk talk to you about too. Where there's a lot of these things popping up where like they want to do like reviews. And okay, there's you a see thing a lot of like maps, ad, I think. You know, it's like a Yelp news articles, read. but they're actually just advertisements. Where like I saw one that was talking about it was someplace here in Norman, and um, they were going to be the first one taking cards, and because you know you're supposed to not really be able to because the you know, oh, you mean the, credit cards, like debit cards yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you know they're not supposed to be able to use like the banking. Most system banks don't won't recognize it because it's still federally illegal. Sure. But the whole point was like I, you saw a lot of people just like bullshit because that there's a lot of places that take cards. Maybe I'm guessing they're probably using like maybe Square or PayPal. Maybe. A lot of dispensaries that are using. I don't know. That's that's what I was saying. Like, like there was a lot of people saying like they 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 can use cards at. I know places. there's places that have it's like just essentially the same as using an ATM. Okay. It's just a cash transfer system. So like you go to an ATM, put your card, and get some cash out. It's like if you hand them a card, at least in some of the places I've been to, it's just the same as that going on. But they okay. they take the cash out, mm-hmm. and even has like a surcharge. So it's it's not the same type of card transaction. I don't think, unless I'm mistaken. Other other than like you know. You know, this one in a small town sucks versus this one maybe in the, you know, like Oklahoma City or Tulsa or whatever. Um, how is it like worth reviewing like all these different places? Like, is like, is it that varied? You know, like, like I'm saying, there's these things popping up that want to review how oh, this place has this type, this strain, this place has certain type of cookies, whatever. I could think of a million things, but is it like, is it really like, worth digging into like or are there there are that many different strains at different places because like i'm sure some places major, like only have like five but some place might have 20 i don't i don't know like, the major differences i've personally noticed in the handful of dispensers i've been have been some are vertically integrated that means they are a business that both cultivates the cannabis and has a dispensary license to sell it at one of their locations and so they'll have a preference for their own in-house products so they won't have necessarily as wide a variety as some of the, the people who are just running a dispensary who can get their products from any of the cultivators or processors, which is a separate business license uh, altogether. 
So you're going to be able to get a wider variety generally, I think, in the non-vertically integrated ones. What's that license you're talking about? Like, what's that all that involved? That's just your, you're so just, just a grower? Or? As to get into like the business mm-hmm. of medical marijuana, there's three different license types. There's cultivator, processor, and uh, owning a dispensary. And so they're all treated slightly differently. I think they all have like the same licensing cost uh, to the state, but a cultivator can grow the actual plants and sell them to a dispensary to then be sold to patients. Uh, the processor is the one that can actually take uh, the cannabis flower and process it into extracts or infuse it into edibles. And that has to be overseen more carefully to make sure there's not like solvents getting into these. I think the Department of Health is overseeing that to make sure that the products we're getting in Oklahoma now are like completely free. You don't, you free. don't want bad stuff getting baked in no, the cookies. Because yeah. to extract these, you need to use some, some like heavy-duty solvents and stuff. But yeah. if it's done properly, there's like absolutely no residual traces of this and that's what they're selling in the stores now because it is regulated by the health department just like all sorts of other industries in the state yeah it's just crazy that you can you know walk down the street and go to the store yeah (laughs) it's pretty nice (laughs) yeah yeah, happens all the time now yeah just i I wonder like how many different but like uh, really unique strains are out there like between all these businesses in Oklahoma and, disp- and just dis- dis- dispensaries, you know, because like, you know, I'm this certain dispensary. You want to be like, like, Hey, we got the this strain, of... y'all. This is the shit. You know, you just kind of dubious about the, the idea of these like review, which dispensaries well, no, best, no, I'm which, not dubious. I'm just like, go to? I'm curious, like how, how much, how much is there, you know, like, and especially between all these different places, you know, they're, if they're going to be having different strains, are they going to, be able to have so much variety you know are they all going to like condense down to like oh there's the three we all agree upon this is worth it the other stuff's just shit Uh a gimmick or whatever you know but who knows i mean there's a lot of strains out there yeah there's like 2000 or something i think different names it just i guess it's you know how much people buy into which place you want to go to yeah. Or do they care? Like, this is the closest one and the best one I've found. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I guess that varies to each person. Some people are probably more in the fancy themselves connoisseurs, whereas other people are more just into the convenience. Are you? <laughs> which one are you? Both? Uh, I'd probably put myself more in the line of convenience. Yeah. Personally, the selection in your average place, like a decent store you'll find in the metro area, is good enough. You're not going to need to look really far. If you find a place that's near to where you live and has a good selection. Yeah. It's probably not a huge need to go across town. I'm interested in that. There's like only the... so many people making these products in the state. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's like the great, innovation. I don't think here there's a huge people are gonna come variety. up with here. I wanna see that, you know. Oh That's... yeah, the what what comes out of Oklahoma specifically. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to keep an eye on it, see what exactly. see what happens. That's where I like where the reviews would be in. Like, hey, this is some original homegrown shit here. Check it out. <laughs> I think there's already some people who have tried to put some Oklahoma names on different strains of bud, like Sooner, some Sooner Bud or something. <laughs> I think there's some there's some stuff out there. There's already very Oklahoma themed weed things happening. These like websites that are like Yelp for weed, right? Reviews of different. Oh yeah, there's, there's... I think there's a place called Weed Maps. It's like that, right? Yeah, I was thinking of. I I, I was actually. Uh, 
didn't even think of that because there's apps and yeah. yeah. I've never actually used one like that, but I just I noticed you're very curious about that. Yeah. I'm not really the right person to ask. I guess you're just wondering how big of a how useful of a service is it? Actually it actually is. Yeah. Like I mean, do you think something like that exists for liquor stores? I mean, the people I have use? no idea because I don't. It's kind I of Yelp, that right? Whole... It's like the yeah. same thing as a Yelp. But and I don't get into that whole scene, so I don't really know much yeah. about it or if that it type maybe, of thing Yeah, exists. maybe we shouldn't talk about this because we both don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works here on this podcast, man. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we should try to use one. Oh, that's... That's the thing, like, it's all user-driven, right? All right, user-review-driven. So if you used it, um, I guess you could submit a review on some of these. I think that's how it works. And, you know, based on however many reviews and how many stars people give it, they can go, oh, you know, I'll get the white widow here. Uh, try like it the out. different strange. Yeah, whatever it is. That's that's gonna be difficult because some people will definitely prefer certain strains. They'll find things they like, but consistency batch to batch, maybe even with the same grower, can be a little bit different. Somebody who's like really got their process down uh, is gonna have great consistency and a recognizable product. But some of these newer cultivators, like not everybody in the state who started up a cultivation business was necessarily has a ton of experience beforehand. So there's not a lot of new people getting into the business. You're going to see some, some quality shift. So I think one of the most important things I personally recommend when going into a dispensary for buying bud is to check out the smell. The smell is super important because you might have a really great, awesome, quality-looking product, uh, grew a super healthy plant, big resin-filled flowers, but the curing process is just equally as important. So if, if that gets messed up, it's not going to have that awesome nose to it, like pine, sense, or lemon, it's whatever characteristics that phenotype the has. Same way. Yeah, it's not going to be as good. So if you open up a jar and the smell just doesn't hit you in the face, or it smells like fresh cut grass for some reason, it's a bad sign. Because the, the grass smell means that the chlorophy- chlorophyll in the plant was degenerating and decomposing inside of it, and it wasn't cured properly. And it gives it like a harsh, grassy flavor, not a smooth medicinal product the it's not kind a of quality process, you'd expect to get from a dispensary it's not a process that you can speed up like it takes no time. everybody does it a little differently yeah. but it's it's like cooking i would say it's you know on that same art people have different recipes to get to the same end but you need to put in some care and consistency at the end to really the, the curing process is very important and when a lot of people getting into the business because there's a lot of uncertainty about you know, how, how long the price of weed is going to stay high on the market and it's going to be a good time to get a return on your investment in starting a business. People are really just trying to get a high turnover rate, produce as much as they can, as quickly as they can. And that means speeding up processes in, in places where quality should be an important consideration too. But it's easy to tell who's got the quality product and who doesn't. You, it should look good, it should smell good. And when you take it home and, and test it out, should have an awesome effect. It was a bit of the Wild West at first. Yeah, quality. I've noticed even today. I mean, it, it's it can be a little all over, like a little over the over the map. Some places I've noticed overall have good quality, and other places just kind of seems like they're just going with the the most bargain stuff they can get their hands on. Which that's something to talk about. Where yeah. you know, there's a lot of people 
that opened up a shop and they know nothing about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just getting into it for the first time. And, and not that they're not good, but uh, there might be some who aren't. And that, that might be the reason, you know, they're just there trying to run a business like anybody else, but it's new to them. Just like it's new to a lot of people. And that's, that kind of, you know, that kind of goes back into the confusion part of it where, especially if you weren't, a, there's a lot of people who were against it for sure, but they're kind of curious, you know, they they're trying to, to about it. yeah, like, what is all this? Oh, the this rules isn't about the podcast this. episode for them. No peeking. <laughs> no peeking. Well, this is confidential could material. Could be, but you know, uh, <laughs> that's what they're, they're trying to figure out. Like, well, I heard you can do this. Or I heard you can do that. And then there's a lot of just, Ooh, you know, like to, wild speculation. It would be good if we had a list of some of those wild speculation, like things people commented on the internet. Oh, Are yeah, there any sure. comments anywhere or anything you could pull up and we could uh, well, address them with our infinite wisdom? Well, I mean, we could start with the big main one, you know, like the whole argument was it's not med- It's not medical. It's not medical. Not medical. That was the kind of the okay. Uh, the people who wanted no on seven eighty eight. That okay, was that's their completely argument. false. One hundred percent false. Cannabis has been used as a medicinal plant for thousands of years. There's okay, no well, maybe, arguing it's medicinal. Maybe they're purposes. just talking about it in the scope of the law like, of what we passed. You're just, the law you're just we trying passed. to pass this law just to get around so you can just smoke dope. Okay, this would be my response. That is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> And you know the war on drugs failed. We've got insane incarceration rates, private prisons. I think the female incarceration rate in the state of Oklahoma is like one of the highest in the country, if not the world. Uh, We have a serious problem. Putting people in jail for smoking pot is the problem. People who think like that are the problem, not people who want to smoke pot. In my opinion, Um, that well, that's a that's a worry with you know like children. Oh, the the edibles. That's that's where I will actually. Even when Colorado legalized, I was like, I'll give you some ground on that. Um, it's looked like gummy bears, and they're gonna kids are gonna like that. You know, how I agree though. I agree problems, with that. That's a valid concern. You know, but I think having them in childproof containers. Sure. I'm not sure. You know, like there's a lot of laws that have been passed. Think about the tobacco industry, for example. Okay. You know, uh making it so they can't market specifically at kids with like flavors and like the vape industry has gotten a lot of blowback for like trying to appeal to younger people through flavors and stuff. And that's been a big argument. So I guess people are going to, regardless of people are going to fall on two sides of that one way or the other, like, Oh, sure. we have a responsibility as a society to protect children from harmful substances or just like marketing to them specifically. And also we have a right as like a laissez faire capitalist society, just open market, you know, winner takes all situation. In my opinion, the edible thing is kind of is kind of risky. It's kind of on the edge. In consumables, like, and I guess that just depends on really what kind of edible. That's edible, a danger. I mean, it's, so it looks like candy kinds. if it's left out by someone yeah. who's irresponsible. Because you know, these are everyday people who are going to be using cannabis. Yeah. We're not talking like everyone who has a card isn't going to be some. Or you could be saint. making it's some g- pumpkin yeah. bread. Exactly. Accidents happen. Kids can get into it. One thing I will say is it's a lot less dangerous if some kid accidentally gets into it than like prescription drugs that you could get from a pharmaceutical yeah. company. Or even alcohol. Too much aspirin think. could be would do a lot more damage to your kid than them getting the gummies on accident. But that's why I told I mean we do have childproof containers on everything. Like the the packages for the gummies, they're not easy to get in. You have to like open open the, the top of the flap, find a smaller flap, grab that, pull it apart from the main flap, and then kinda like pull it apart and it requires some force so unless the kid's getting out scissors and going after it 
it's not going to be a problem. But, you know, maybe if you have some kids who are curious, don't keep edible gummies and your cannabis out where they can find it. Be responsible. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of, they say a lot of money goes for those types of programs. Like, you know, some uh, someone's supposed to go to the school, isn't it? There's oh, yeah. I'm this. not sure how the money's all. Well, I, I do know for. that it's just like the lottery in that I think most of it goes it's to like the general up. fund. So it doesn't uh, actually get, it's not like, oh, extras going to the doesn't have school. a specific goal. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, they get the extra money, but whether the school actually gets extra money. Yeah, where because the, of what the state decides to do with that money. Legislators, yes. Oh, I like okay. that. You got you, you seem to have yeah. uh, some insight there. What, what yeah. the people are saying. Yeah, well, I on mean, the opposite th- side, there's you know they must be heard. People have got moms and dads. That's enough you need. And, you know, I don't know about this, and that's kind of what it we should boils get down some of these mom and, and dad on the line. Hardcore against it, and that's it's that's one thing too. People who are sort of cautious onlookers. Yes, is what you're talking about. Yeah. Spectators. Yeah. Supposedly, this is just a new fad, and we're uh, you know kind of checking it out. Well, I guess the new Oklahoma. They've I've got seen time that to figure it out. Yeah, I've seen someone the new Oklahoma, you know, and someone respond to them and it ain't pretty, you know, because <laughs> they're they're against it. Okay, fair enough. You, know? you could go to any point in history and someone's got a problem with what's going on. Sure. In their day and age, in their place. Yeah. For different reason. Than hey, the guy I'll next say door. this: it is a new Oklahoma. I mean, just the true. fact that, like, very true. It's. I mean, I'm still like, I can't believe it. I still, still just can't compared to five years ago. Yeah, it seems like... people say like, "Oh, ten, fifteen. No, like a couple of years ago. <laughs> like it's just like yeah. a radical change. It is. Things seem to have become much more modern in our quaint little state yep. over the past few years. Hey, it's quaint. About. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. I remember when I was in high school, Main Street, Norman. There was just like it was antique stores. And a couple of like three two beer bars, yeah. And now there's like restaurants, all kinds of stuff, like tattoo shops and sure sushi bars, and they're doing all kinds of stuff. They shut it down for the Art Walk now mm-hmm. on the second Friday of the month. Tons of people walking down there, food trucks, events. You can get like free wine and go and do events. Nor Music Fest is like the country's largest free music festival, and that started back in 2009. Like speaking just from the perspective of a Norman man. We've come a long way in the past decade. You can uh, buy refrigerated beer, yeah, in your liquor store or at a grocery store now. Yeah, we have almost come up to the twentieth century. Oh, I know what we didn't talk about, dude. You got to edit this one in. This is an important talking point. Am I on mute? No, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. We decriminalized marijuana also in the state of Oklahoma. I don't know if this was concurrent with seven eighty eight or this was separate. But if someone is caught by the law and they have, I think it's an ounce or less of marijuana, and they're not a medical marijuana patient, if they can claim a medical condition under the law, the state constitution, the charges will be dropped to a fine. They won't be arrested, and it's like a fine with like a maximum penalty of like 400 bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can just claim a medical condition, that means you don't have to be a medical card holder. But if you get caught by law enforcement with some pot, instead of going to jail, yes, you can do that. You can say, I have a medical condition, and they won't take you to jail. So 
Oh, that's that's an example of decriminalization, which that's something that happened recently. There was a uh, you know a live PD. Everyone loves to watch that, and it was in Oklahoma City, and somebody was getting pulled over, and he had a bag of seeds. That was it, and the cop was like, "Yeah, you know the the basic gist of her, what she meant was just this is sketchy, and I don't like it." Yeah, and she started like just kind of kind of riffing because she didn't know to a t like what's this, i just think you're not supposed to have here? this so we're just gonna take it away from you and yeah you know i don't think you get arrested but oh they just confiscated it was they confiscate, confiscated his seeds and supposedly like uh, like an article i saw it was about you know he may get them back you know <laughs> <laughs> but she was she was taking his card he had a medical medical marijuana card and oh. she was reading off of the back of it going wait he had a medical card and she confiscated his seat yes this was the problem with it well, so that's not yeah on the up and up yeah so that exactly so she's reading off the back of the card and it says you know you can have up to like you've said before six plants yeah so, there's so like no seeds. limit yeah. on how many seeds and she's the like see there that, that's six plants you've got this huge bag oh, of seeds she's here counting like, the trying to count the seeds sure that, the plant. that's another reason that's she, not how the law works yeah she yeah. just there's all sorts of reasons to just i'm gonna take this shit and it's mine now and shame 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 i don't interesting you know, he had yeah. seeds and she was confused yeah. by that interesting yeah, yeah hey, so, well law enforcement needs training i mean these yeah. laws change and yeah there's a, a lot, lot of laws lot out there of they need to know there was about, people so. who were just you know downright outraged which uh-huh. is totally justified. Well, they and there's some people who are just like, she, you know, she's she's fucking trying her best. I, you know, I I get it, but just, you know, he didn't. Yeah. You know, before his ass is as fucking in jail. Yeah, yeah. You know, that might have been a felony or something. I don't know. What yeah, the charge would have been. Oh for yeah, seeds. shit. Yeah. Probably in Oklahoma, they probably would have slapped him with like intent to. Intent to cultivate or some crazy like <laughs> yeah, you're, a, you're going away for 25 years, buddy. You were within uh, 20 miles of a church. And you have 20 school. seeds in a little ziplock. There's another charge. Getting yeah. you're going away for good time for yeah. good. Yeah, but you know, people. Yeah, are, well, that's the people, thing, man. Do you want to? There's trust... a lot of ins and outs to the law. That yeah. How are we going to expect law enforcement to know? I mean, they need to know. Yeah, that's what. Are you going to trust? Complicated. Whenever you get pulled over. Is it gonna go down? I wouldn't, to man. I think. Yeah. I think. I think there's even stuff out there saying like, uh, legal advisors, like attorneys, saying, you know, you still want to try to pass under the radar as much as you can. Don't don't be throwing smoke in people's faces and. Sure. And you should. I don't think you should be signals. doing that anyway. It's just like you yeah. know DUI smoking exactly. while you're, you're not, driving. It's treated just the same as alcohol for purposes of DUI. So yeah. smoking and driving is a no no in the but, state of Oklahoma. But just as far as like you're carrying, you know, I, I can't. That's another thing. Like, how much can you carry? I think you can carry like three ounces on you personally. There's three ounces of flour and a few ounces of edibles, mm-hmm. a few more ounces of concentrates. Yeah. A little mixture of different things. I'm sure it's different if you're like a distributor. There's all sorts of like, you've got to have like an unmarked vehicle. I've seen that. Um, oh, you have to have like, like a tracking device in tracking your vehicle that's de- yeah. monitored by like the drug enforcement mm-hmm. team of the Oklahoma, uh, what is it, the OSBI? They've got like a special unit that is just tracking vehicles that belong to uh, cultivators and stuff like that. Because, you know, if anything's sketchy, like they're heading out of state or some yeah. stuff goes down, there might be a like, question alley. mark, what's yeah. going on mm-hmm. over here? 
uh, it has to be for purposes of transportation. It has to be like locked inside an unmarked container, or maybe it was marked. I can't remember. It was either unmarked or had to be marked medical cannabis. It was very specific. Yeah, but the vehicle has to be unmarked because you don't want to be like, "Hey, we're yeah. transporting pot." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so watch out for that. Yeah, it's still very much a cash on hand business, which is yeah. sketchy until banking gets set up. You know. Yeah. And there's anytime you that's have a debate. There's people cash. for and against that. You know, nationally here, you know, because now Oklahoma's got its, you know, medical marijuana industry and people are going to be, you know, this the same way. I'm still against it. That's how a lot of the, you know, elected people for like U.S. senator and representative from here still think about it. They're like, eh, don't want it. There's no accounting for some people's taste. Yeah. Well, is what it is. I wonder how much, uh, like, is there... A lot of farms, like, out in rural Oklahoma. I see... I think that's where the, all the large-scale production's happening. Really? Like you got your indoor places set up, for sure, but I think all that... Lo- what I would I would venture to say, most of the stuff you see that's going into use as, like, these CBD places or your concentrates that are then going to be processed down into edibles or smokable concentrates, that's being grown in bulk in large-scale outdoor operations. At least it is now with the outdoor season having been going on for a while. Prior to that, they had to grow indoor because of our climate and in greenhouses. But I think going forward, you're going to see all that concentrate bulk stuff is grown in outdoor facilities and indoor facilities focus more on higher end boutique quality. But I guess that's an important point. Like we haven't even been through a growing season outdoor yet. No, you you can use different tech. I think you can use different techniques to get a, Shorter season, use auto flowering strains, blah blah blah. Tons of, some people probably have been producing from outdoors already, and that might be in our dispensaries already. But I would guess that the vast majority of flower and, and products that have been sold in dispensaries in the past few months have been grown indoor. Cool. I think that's really uh, where it ends as far as where all this has started. I mean, there's a lot for it to go. You don't want to get in like the philosophical the deeper questions the whole situation yeah why it's good why it's maybe bad what's going to change has changed sure what's going to change again (laughs) well brad i don't have all these answers but if you want to hear tune in next time to unidentified flying podcast over and out